Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Story, the podcast where you, the listeners, get your weekly fix of movie news. If you are a new listener, we, I, I am Casey, aka Quesadilla, the host of The Real Story, and I would, I would like to personally thank you for joining us today on this great episode. If you would like to listen to any past episodes, they can be found in the episode catalog, wherever you listen, and we appreciate your listener count. And for those of you guys who are returning for another episode, I thank you guys again, and we got a great show for you today, so are you guys ready? So let's get started. Hello everybody, it's Quesadilla aka Casey and this is The Real Story, a CBA film and video production. This week we are discussing Marvel side stories including X-Men, Deadpool, um, Cloak and Dagger and Marvel's Runaways and we will see how those stories may possibly fit into the Marvel main MCU Marvel Cinematic Timeline. Um, The first thing we're going to talk about today is X-Men and um, who they are and what they can do. So, um, starting with the Thunderbird, his real name is... John Proudstar, um, and he can create thunderclaps. Um, next is Colossus. He is a met- huge metal man, and his alter ego is P- Piotr. This is in Russian, so it's really hard to say. Um, Piotr Nikolaia. Vich, Rasputin, um, and he is a big metal man. Sunfire can, obviously, turn her hands into sunbeams, um, and her real name is Shiro Yoshida. Um, Storm can manipulate weather patterns, and her real name is... Aurora Monroe Uh, Banshee has a sonic scream and her name is Sean Cassidy Um, now this X-Men is the X-Man is the most prominent probably his name is World Marine he has I don't know the specific name of it but he has um metal infused into his bones so his name is wolverine and his real name is james logan howlett um next one who first uh, um who i just saw in x-men x2 um is nightcrawler Kurt Wagner, I think he can teleport. Um, Sway 
is Suzanne Chan, and she can, um, she can have mind control abilities. Um, I don't know what Darwin and Vulcan do, but Darwin is played by Armando Munez, and Munez, and Vulcan is played by Gabriel Summers. Um, Havoc can create sonic beams out of his chest, and he is Alexander Summers. Um, Polaris, I don't know what she can do. She is played by Lorna. No, I shouldn't say played by because um, her real name is Lorna Sally Dane. Um, she can, I don't know what she can do, but that's her name. Um, Changeling, I'm guessing by the name, can shapeshift into whatever creature needed. And he is Kevin Sidney. Um, and Mimic is kind of similar to Changeling, I'm guessing. Um, is Calvin Montgomery. Rankin, um, Phoenix, who can shoot fire from her hands, is Jane, or Jean Elaine Gray, um, Beast, which I'm guessing is, who can do, is very, um, strong. Not like Colossus, though, but like Vicious, um, is Henry Philip McCoy. A lot of people in this series have, um, have, um, three names. I don't know why. Um, so he's played by, not played by, but his alter ego is Henry Philip McCoy. Archangel, I don't know what they, she she or he can do, but he is Warren Kenneth Worthington III. Um, Iceman can sh- is like Frozone from The Incredibles, and he can turn any part of his body to ice, which is really cool to see on the end. Um, the movies... Um, and on Marvel's Contest of Champions, which is the game, Cyclops, um, has optic lasers, and he can, his name is Scott Summers, and then finally, the leaders, the leader of X-Men, physically played by Sir Patrick Stewart, his name is Charles Francis Xavier, and we all know him as Professor X. So, that's the origins of the X-Men members. Um, so, right now I'm going to go through all the origins of all the different characters. Um, for each of the things. But, um, so, that's the origins of the... X-Men. They fight villains like Magneto. Um... And stuff.
like that. Um, I I need to do a little bit more research on the physical X-Men part. If you guys want to do an extension episode, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, but that's all the information I have on the X-Men. However, there is something coming later, so hold, hold on. Um, next, we're going to talk about Deadpool. Um, and Deadpool is about, from what I can hear from other people, is this man named Wade Wilson is diagnosed with cancer and there is some secret crime organization that recruits him to test a drug that supposedly cures um cancer or that can save his life um now, I know what you're thinking. Why would he accept a drug from a crime organization? Well, he didn't know that it was a crime organization. Um, but that... Is how he got the drug. And then, but... Everybody took the... Okay, so here it is. Wade Wilson is a former Special Forces operative who now works as a mercenary. His world comes crashing down when the evil scientist Ajax tortures, disfigures, and transforms him into Deadpool. The rogue experiment leaves Deadpool with accelerating healing powers and... and a twisted mind um so that's the long that's the short short version I could get into this longer but um he basically has accelerated healing abilities um but I thought that one of the funnier parts was the But this moves into a more even funnier crossover, and it wasn't even trying to be a crossover when Colossus from you may remember him from the X Men, it goes to talk to Deadpool to try to recruit him to the X Men. So he turns them down after living in their house for a few days, and he he goes all rogue. He's basically a hero for hire. Um, that's all I know about Deadpool, and that's how um, X-Men and Deadpool cross over. Um, th- they meet again in Deadpool 2, otherwise known as the PG ver- PG-13 version. Once upon a Deadpool, is Deadpool 2 just PG? Um, no, PG-13. Um... And um, 
really funny how that movie starts off because Fred Savage from The Princess Bride is taped to a bed and Deadpool helps this kid named Firestorm who can shoot, turn his whole body on fire, um, not to kill anybody and to tame his power. So that's how, um, that's shaping out. Um, Next thing we're going to move on to is the TV series, series, and we're going to talk about <clears throat> Cloak and Dagger. Um, Cloak and Dagger is about this kid named Tandy, a girl named Tandy, and a boy named Tyrone. Um, fittingly, the title of the show Cloak and Dagger comes from when Tandy, the girl, discovers that she can manifest daggers made of light and Tyrone, the boy, can um, disappear and reappear at different places at will. Um, I don't it hasn't been clarified to me whether or not um, Tyrone needs a special garment or cloth, cloth. I don't know if he can do it with like any sort of covering, but I don't know. Um, but the they find out that um, Rocks on this big oil company was behind their whole meeting because they keep throughout this series they keep showing flashbacks from the beginning episode when Tandy's dad died in the ocean after drive, driving his car into the ocean and um Tyrone actually finds, as a kid, finds Tandy's ballet slipper in um, the ocean beach. Um, so <clears throat> that's the base plot line of Cloak and Dagger. And then we're going to move into Marvel's Runaways. And here's the one that I know the most about because of the fact that I just finished watching the season three finale. And it was actually very, very, very good. Um, it also had a crossover into Cloak and Dagger, or I should say Cloak and Dagger came to them. <clears throat> but that is... I'll get to that in a second. Um... So, most teenagers think that their parents are evil, but what if you find out that your parents actually were? Um, Marvel's Runaways follows the story of six friends um, who find out that their parents are so serial killers and then they run away from their house. Alright, so, here we have the, um, 
like the character descriptions. Chase is son to Victor Stein. All these parents are in this organization called Pride, and the story is super long and convoluted, and it's way more detailed than I would ever have enough time to explain thoroughly. Um, but I can give you a quick rundown. So Chase, his power is that he has military grade. Uh, basically, they look like boxing gloves that they can shoot energy pulses out of the knuckles. Um, they're called fisticons, or so he calls them. Um, Gert Yorks has a telepathic link to a Dysonicus, um, which is basically a hybrid breed of a dinosaur. Um, Molly Hernandez, who is an adoptive sister to Gert, Gert Yorks, is super strong. Um, Alex is the brains of the group, formulating all their plans. Uh, Niku, Nico, um, I forget her last name, but Nico has a magic, has a magic staff, and she has magic powers. Um, and finally, uh, Carolina, big surprise of the end of season one. Spoiler ahead is the fact that she is an alien. So she goes to um help out. And that's how that goes. I'm sorry, this is like really weird because it's all crooked and stuff, but um that's as much as I can give without giving spoilers. But then at season three, episode eight or nine, um, Cloak and Dagger come through a portal that Nico opened, and they have to go rescue Alex from a nightmare realm. And I must say, you guys must must watch it for yourselves. It's on Hulu. Marvel's Runaways is on Hulu and Disney Plus. Um whatever method you prefer, but I must say that it's very good, um, and, but there was one line that caught my attention that Tandy had said they were all very confused when they came through the portal. And they started asking questions like, who are you? Why are you here? Don't make me blast you in the chest before I kill you. Um, like normal house invader stuff that you, that you would want to hear from 16-year-olds. Um, so, Candy says to Tyrone... Maybe, no, they say to the rest of the group, um, maybe 
we'll see. Maybe you guys, you maybe you guys, meaning the Runaways, will come help us next time. Um, and I'm really excited to see how that may turn out. And what do you guys think? Do you think maybe the um, maybe that'll turn out the way it will? Well, although, I just read in a news article, I forget the name of the source, or else I would cite it, um, is the fact that Marvel's Runaways is cancelled for season four, so they finished after three seasons, and Cloak and Dagger ended back, ended a long time ago with only two seasons, and, um... And then the last piece of the puzzle is something that nearly slipped my mind until about a week ago. Is the fact that, does anybody remember the name of the kid from Iron Man 3? Iron Man crashes in a garage and this kid finds him. Does anybody remember? I'll give you three seconds to just remember what it is. If you said his name was Harley, you would be right. Harley, you would be right. Like, now here's what perplexed me. Or perplexed. Um, is the fact that Harley showed up to Tony Stark's... Oh, if you haven't... Listen, if you haven't watched Avengers Endgame, pause the pause this podcast right now. If you haven't, keep listening. Um big spoiler ahead. Um Harley shows up to Stony Stark's Tony Tony why did I just say Stony? I meant Tony Stark's um funeral in the background, but if if you're not a big movie or you may or may or a, a big movie analyst you may not have noticed him um but he was in the background and I wonder how he's going to fit into the MCU um again that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe um I'm very excited to that Spider-Man Far From Home is the first movie of phase four so i wonder if harley or the x-men are going to cross over and get for like brief either brief cameos and crossover movies um between their side universes even though x-men and deadpool are considered to be part of the marvel the overall marvel cinematic universe it would be cool to see them all in one movie or not all, but some of them. Um, so that's the, my main story for today. And then we're going to get to the news of the past week. And I only have a couple pieces, so this will be quick. Um, let's see. So, let me check what this is. Hold on, let me go to my news app. 
Alright, so, five days ago on, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, um, Jimmy Kimmel confirms he's playing Kraven in Marvel's Spider-Man 3. Um, Jimmy Kimmel confirms that he has nabbed the role. Tom Holland is set to suit back up as the web-slinging hero in the MCU after a brief conflict last year that almost pulled him out of the franchise. Filming it is expected to begin on Spider-Man 3 this past week in Queens, and while chances are that it won't feature major cast members, it's an invocation that Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures Entertainment is gearing Tanner production. Um, in light of recent casting news for the three cool, however, the hype for Craven the Hunter's potential MCU, D- MCU debut, primarily as the primary, primary ag- agonist and antagonist in Spider Man 3, has significantly decreased with the craft. The um, wait, while the classic Marvel villain seemed to have been the perfect bad guy for the upcoming blockbuster on the heels of Spider Man Far From Home, where it appears as if Marvel and Studios and Sony are veering away from the premise and shifting its focus to the MCU Spider Verse. Um, in any case, it's interesting to find out what compelled Kimmel's recent announcement. However, um, he read this. Okay, so the announcement was the fact that taking it to his Twitter account, Kimmel randomly announced that he's been, he's been, quote, tapped to play the Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man 3. There's no additional context to this tweet, although he tagged Holland in it. At the time of writing, however, the young actor hasn't replied. So, that's all the information we have about Spider-Man 3 is that filming started last week, and that's the major piece of news. Also, we also know that Pixar released the Disney Plus edition of the Soul trailer, and I'm going to do an episode about that in a few weeks. Um, also, one more piece of news is the fact that... Let me just go to my notes here. Alright, so good news. Um, Disney, Pl- Disney Plus 
has released the release dates for two of the three Marvel miniseries or two of the four Marvel miniseries that is going to show up on Disney Plus um, that premiered during the Super Bowl last year. So, WandaVision, its first episode, will premiere on in December of 2020 this year. And then, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is being released August of 2020. Although, that's inaccurate because... I guess that hasn't that's passed already. Um, although there is speculation about whether or not there's going to be a Hawkeye um, miniseries, a six episode miniseries. Um, let me just check my notes. Check it. All right, so there is no release date for the. Oh, so according to Radio Times, um, Hawkeye is currently on target for late 2021 release date on Disney Plus. Um, so that's all the news I have for this past week. Um, there's no big news for today because it's Tuesday, but if I find any more big news, I'll let you guys know on next week's episode. Also, next week is going to be a double header because I'm going to do the Mandalorian Season 1 recap, and I'm also going to do a special edition of The Real Story, and I'm going to do a ha- Halloween special. So, that is big news. And I will see you guys next week for a new episode of The Real Story. And cut.